morning, good afternoon, <clears throat> good evening, and good night. Wherever you're at in the world, this is LB. Welcome back to Edmonton after midnight. What is an eSIM? What is an eSIM? What is a SIM card? I've been getting asked this, these questions a lot at work when I am talking to people about mobile devices. Even during a lot of buy and sell conversations, a lot of people are asking me about this whole eSIM situation. So I'm basically going to go through what eSIM is. Actually, I'm going to explain what a SIM card is and then explain what eSIM is and kind of the difference between the two. So you have a clear understanding of why Apple in particular in the U.S. and some other countries are selling eSIM only iPhones. Now, where I'm at in Canada, we still have a SIM card. We still have a SIM card slot, which is a good thing. I will also explain why I prefer a SIM card slot. But let's get right into it. So, what is a SIM card? Well, SIM card basically is the SIM stands for Subscriber Identity Module or Subscriber Identification Module. So, identity, identification, same thing. So, basically, that stores your phone number. Back in the day, it was able to store contacts, too. I don't know if that's the same as it used to be. But definitely so your phone number stores information that the carrier um, needs to be able to send the construction of your plan through, right? And that's how, that's basically the brains of the operation. A lot of people think, oh, their phone just has everything on it. No, the SIM card. I met a lot of people who, when I pull out, when I buy or sell and I pull out a SIM, they're like, what is that? And I had to tell them this is the brain. This is what your phone number is on. This is what your, you know, this is where your data is generated to your phone from, et cetera, et cetera. So it's an interesting situation that a lot of people just, they don't know that, but it is what it is. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to say why I prefer a SIM card. So I travel and the last thing I want to do, ugh, let me explain what an eSIM is first. It'll make more sense. Okay. So <laughs> what is an eSIM? Okay. So an eSIM is industrial standard digital SIM that allows you to activate a cellular plan from your carrier without having to use a physical SIM. So basically, just removing the physical SIM. You can install eight or more eSIMs on a phone, an iPhone particularly in this situation, and use two phone numbers at the same, same time. So basically, um, with a SIM card, one SIM card is for one phone number. With the eSIM, it's more of a digital situation where it allows you to store up to eight different profiles, eight different numbers, and also allows you to actively use two of those numbers at the same time, meaning you can swap over. Now, that makes sense, right? And that is the future. And don't get me wrong, the SIM card slot will be removed in the future. iPhone's doing it now. For, for where I live, I live in Canada, our iPhone 14 line has a SIM card slot still, which is a good thing. The reason why I prefer SIM card slot is because, here's the thing, um, when I travel, I don't use, like, my... Canadian carriers plan because what happens is when you call your Canadian carriers to get a overseas plan or a plan for the US the charges are going to be ridiculous and you're not getting like what you should what you deserve so it's always better to have buy an unlocked phone when I go to the states I just go to this T-Mobile I get unlimited data plan that lasts me two weeks three weeks a month however long I'm there and it's usually 20 30 bucks it comes with a phone number that's unlimited it's better than going to my carrier and then end up paying like fifth like eighty to a hundred dollars for a plan that just comes with a gig of data and roaming coverage like that's stupid what's the point of that so 
that's just from that's my perspective and that's what I taught my family to do um, I take care of all those things anyway when we travel but for those who have been doing it the other way that's on you that's fine but uh, to me uh, I want to be able to and also if you take a Canadian carrier over to the States has to switch over to the new towers there can be some disruptions sometimes another reason why I just go with the US carrier T-Mobile in particular because it just connects to the t their, their towers and things are business as usual right Anyways, nonetheless, so you now know what an eSIM is, right? So for, um, there's, a, there's a lot of issues that when the iPhone 14 first came out, a lot of people were having issues setting up their eSIMs, converting their SIMs to their eSIM, right? So let's just walk through that. So this is for iPhone users only, iPhone 14 users only. I'm going to walk through to you how to set it up. Okay. So basically it's saying that um, if your carrier supports an eSIM carrier activation or quick transfer, you could transfer all your information to the, from the SIM to the eSIM through your iPhone. Now, how does that work? Well, whatever carrier you're with, in, whether it's, we're talking about the US now, Verizon, T-Mobile, AT&T, you would probably have to use their app. So uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a member of, of that carrier, you would have the app on their phone where you could track your bills, et cetera, et cetera. There will probably be, there will most likely be an option in that app that will allow you to convert your SIM to eSIM. Now, how does that work? I don't know, I'm not living in the US at the moment. I've heard a lot of people who had issues with it, a lot of people had a smooth transition with it. I heard a lot of people had to call, call customer service. Some people are on the phone for hours. So it all depends on your situation. I don't know why it's not as smooth, smooth as for some as for others, but just things just don't work out that way sometimes when it comes to technology and the transferring of certain things, certain things take them. For instance, I was getting my Wi-Fi upgraded and it took an hour longer than it needed to, right? Um, <laughs> just sometimes technology has hiccups. That's just the way it is, right? I don't know. So now let's say you are, how do I put this? Let's say you're coming from a different country and you really want to use ESIM. Let's say you're, Canada, you're coming from Canada and you just want to use ESIM in the States. Um, honestly, like, I wouldn't recommend that. Um, as I said before, my best solution is just to go to T-Mobile or AT&T and get one of their unlimited plans. And usually very affordable. So that, you know, I tell them I'm coming here, I'm from where I'm from, and sometimes I even get like a 10, 15, 20% discount. It's happened two or three times. But the reason is because I travel to the States often, and I go to the same team level source. And maybe that's the reason why. But you never know. Once you give it a shot, you never know. You say, hey, I'm here from this country, and I'm here for two weeks, two weeks. You know, keep telling me you're born or something, or whatever. Maybe sometimes I'm able to do it, like, you know, some sort of discount or something. I don't know. That's what I would recommend you do if you're coming from a different country. Just, just, um... Just buy the SIM card for the country and just use it. You get better. You get a better, better plan at a better price. That's that's what I think, right? I know I said it at the beginning, but okay. So here we go. Let's say you got your new iPhone 14, right? And you want to set up eSIM. So this is how you do it from your physical SIM in your phone to the eSIM. So this is what you do. On your iPhone, you go to settings, cellular, then add cellular plan. Then choose the cellular plan to transfer from another device. Okay. Then, so basically what you have to, ha yeah, so, okay, so you do that. So then check for instructions on your previous 
iPhone to confirm the transfer. So basically, you have to have both iPhones. You have to have the old iPhone and the new iPhone, and they'll connect to each other. And then after um, you follow the instructions from the other iPhone, it will transfer, you press it, it will ask you for a verification code, which will, will be on the new iPhone. So then you go back to the other iPhone, put the code in, and then I guess it'll start activating, and you just wait for the process to go. And then once it's done, the old phone, the physical SIM card, will be deactivated, and the new phone will basically say, finished, update, and ready to go. That's basically it. That's if you're going from, that's if you're using both phones. So like if you're taking, uh, if you, let's say you have a 13, you sell the SIM card in it, and you want to just move to the 14. Now let's say you got a 14, and you put your SIM card in the 14, and you're like, yeah, you know what, I want to do eSIM. So that's how you do it. You go to settings, seller, and you basically tap convert to eSIM. And then you say tap to convert cellular plan. And then tap to convert eSIM. And you just wait for it to do its process. It'll activate. And then you move the SIM card, restart your phone, and you're ready to go. So it's actually kind of simple. But once again, it's country dependent, right? Um, I, like I said before, in the US, the iPhone 14 line doesn't have a SIM card slot. So everyone had, it was forced to do these methods because, um, so here's the other thing. Um, there is another reason why is because I do buy and sell, right? So when I test phones, I usually put my SIM card in to test them. So let's say I have an eSIM. This is going to be a big problem because, well, there's other ways around it, obviously. I could get a SIM card while I'm in Canada, right? So I don't have that issue. But let's say Canada was part of that situation because I do have the 14 Pro Max. And let's say I had to convert to eSIM. Now I'm in a situation where it's like, okay, I'm buying these all these phones, selling all these phones. People want to test. I need to test. Now I have to what? I'd have to go out and get a pay-as-you-go plan, a pre-played plan, and try to get a physical SIM just to do testing on my devices, which is just like, yeah, it's easy to do, but it's like, is it necessary? No. So, you know, to me, I know it's the future. I'm not ready to adopt it yet. Maybe in two years. I don't know if the iPhone 15, if that's going to be... You know, all ask give me full ECM all around. Time will tell. Um, but like I said, I have a solution to that. Oh uh, well, I mean, well, yeah, I test older phones. Obviously, you can't be testing the newer phones. And it's, it's it's almost like okay, let's say you want to buy. Here's another situation. Let's say in the U.S. right now, and you have iPhone 13, and you're gonna buy it off of you a website like Craigslist or or a fucking uh, offer up or some shit. And you're gonna buy iPhone one of 14 series. It's like, well, how the fuck are you supposed to test that? Because it's like. Look at the situation. Now you you want to test your phone line, but you can't because there's no SIM card. So you got to do the transfer process. And then what if something's wrong with the phone that you're trying to buy? What if the person stole it or some other bullshit? It's like, and then you don't end up buying it. Now your information's stuck on there. Or you got you to gotta transfer it, see that there's a problem, and then reverse it back. What if the person's a clown and they like take the phone away right away and all your information's stuck on it? It's like, there's so much problems, right? That's why I advise you, if you're ever going to buy iPhone 14 series in the U.S., meet at an Apple store, meet at a police station, somewhere safe where, like, because this is a situation where data is, your, your personal information, if you're buying this phone off a person, your personal information will be transferred to this device. And the last thing you want is to transfer and they run off with it because you find it's stolen or something's wrong with it. And they don't allow, for some reason, you know, how your people are, they don't allow you to retransfer your shit back. It'll be a pain in the ass. That's why I'm not a fan of the whole eSIM situation. I guess if you're, yeah, maybe you just 
buy it new. I mean, to save up and buy it new or go to carry and get it new so you don't have to worry about these issues because I do see that as being an issue. I don't know if there's any stories out about that in the U.S., but I do. I would see that as being a major issue for sure. And Yeah, I mean, when it comes to buying new phones, like if I'm interested in a new phone, I'll buy it. And let's say the iPhone 14 Pro Max didn't have eSIM in Canada. Yeah, I guess I would just buy it and I would have converted my 12 Pro Max to the 14 Pro Max and that would have been it. And I'm not, I wouldn't be looking to buy another one, right? And if the 15 comes, 15 Pro Max comes out or 15 Ultra and it's something crazy, I'm going to be buying it from the store. So I won't put myself in those situations. And I'll just, I guess, go get a pay-as-you-go SIM card to continue the buying sellers. I can test out devices. So there's ways around these things, but you have to worry, you have to know that there's, especially right now in the U.S., there's caution when you're buying used. And I want people just to know that. So. Um, that's my, that's my thoughts on eSIM at the moment. I know it's the future. I know within the next three, two to three years, it's going to be probably in every single device, regardless of what device you're using. But I want to hold on to the SIM card slot as much as possible. So that's just my thoughts on that. So I'll be signing out.